Podcast. Answer Man, episode number 235. Hi, this is Leo Laporte of This Week in Tech, and you're listening, <laughs> you're smart, to Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or if you haven't even recorded that first episode. Why haven't you gone to learnhowtopodcast.com yet? Anyway, it doesn't matter. There's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. My friends, I am still on a super high from my trip to Blog World LA and of course, my pilgrimage to Petaluma. Wow, the trip and journey was far more than I could have ever expected, imagined, dreamed, or hoped for. Wow, is all I gotta say. If you have not listened to episode 234, go back and listen to it. It was awesome. I just want to say a great word of thanks to my friend Anna Sophia Reinhardt for uh, joining me for episode 234 and to helping me uh, recall and break down everything that happened during uh, the West Coast event of a lifetime. It was totally awesome. So here I am today with another episode of Podcast Answer Man. This one, my talk from Blog World LA. You heard me. I was so excited. I really felt that, that I really pulled it off. I pulled off an excellent session at Blog World and I got two things to tell you about it. Number one, uh, the video from my talk is going to be available in the show notes for this episode. So I am releasing to you right here, right now, the audio of my talk. But if you want to see the video uh, with, you know, I actually spent probably about an hour and a half two hours, actually a little bit more than that, actually, um, putting some, you know, text overlays and stuff like that. If you want to, you can consume it in video. It's embedded at podcastanswerman.com forward slash two, three, five. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com forward slash two, three, five. And that will take you right to this episode on my website with the video instead. But if you want to, you can listen right here via audio, professionally produced, ready to go for you. And the second thing I want to tell you is the title of the session was called Forget CPM, Proven Strategies for Generating Serious Income from Your Podcasting Efforts. And my friends, I do want to just stress one time since I have this moment here before I hit play on the recording, I want to uh, just help emphasize and point out that what I talk about in the first 20 minutes of this talk is so much more important and valuable than any of the strategies and income revenue, anyway, income revenue generating streams of income. That stuff doesn't matter if you don't have the first 20 minutes. I just want to say that the clients that I've helped over the years, the ones like an Ian Westerman, remember podcastanswerman.com, episode number 225 when I talked to Ian Westerman, essentialtennis.com. He called me up about two years after he had hired me and and said, Cliff, I, I quit my job. I'm doing tennis full time. And it's a largely 
if not most of it, as a result of my podcast. Go back if you haven't heard that story. Episode 225 of Podcast Answer Man um, and, and listen to it. But here's the situation. Here's the situation. He didn't do it because I told, told him exactly the revenue streams I was doing. I told him how I got the revenue streams that I had approached, how I achieved success, and, 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 and that it has everything to do with the first 20 minutes of this session. So there you go. I've set it up for you. That's all I'm going to do. Here is my talk from Blog World LA 2011. All right, so welcome to the session today. It is titled Forget CPM, Proven Strategies for Generating Serious Income from Your Podcasting Efforts. By the way, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I am a full-time podcast producer, consultant, and coach. I've literally helped hundreds of people launch successful podcasts. I personally have about 20 or so podcasts that I have produced myself. I actively produce 12 of them currently, producing somewhere between 7 to 15 podcast episodes a week. I absolutely love podcasting. All right, but today we're going to talk about this question that everybody asks me. How do I make money from my podcast? For those of you who don't have a podcast, that's okay, because I'm going to ask a bigger question, and that is, how do I make money doing what I love for a living? And I want to tell you that I've found great success in kickstarting that by using the medium of podcasting, as well as blogging and some YouTube channel and Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and maybe even Google+, who knows. But we're going to start off with something that is even more important. Before I, I know we're going to, I am going to tell you about the strategies that I have used, the, the different various income streams that I've been able to generate in my experience in podcasting and how they've worked out for me. But before we get there, I want to lay a solid foundation for success, a formula, if you will. In fact, if you're taking notes, you might want to write these down because I have seen this work hundreds of times and lead people to success. The first thing I want to talk about is that you should start with passion and the right motives. All right, passion is something where you find that one thing in your life that drives you. You know, is there something in your life where if money were no object, you would do it anyway? Uh, somebody once said, find something that you love to do so much that you do it all, all day long for free and then spend so much time devoted to it, becoming excellent at it, and people be, will be willing to pay you to do it. And I'm like, whatever. Anybody think that that sounds like baloney? <laughs> I did. So, but, but it's true. And I want to tell you that I also believe that if you follow your passion, if you follow your heart, if you can find out what your true identity and purpose is, and you go out and you take the message that you have and share it with the world, for the desired benefit of improving other people's lives, you won't need to worry about the money. Everything else will fall into place. So if you start with passion, and this is the thing, a lot of people come to me and say, Cliff, I want you to teach me how to podcast. And, I, and the reason why I want to do this is <clears throat> I just got laid off and, and I've been told that blogging and podcasting, this is a great way to make a living. And I've been doing this 
insert name of career here, for the last 30 years, and I have tons of experience, and blah, 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 blah. And, and so I want you to help me launch a podcast. And I'm like, well, tell me about how much passion you have for this topic. Well, honestly, I hate my job, and <laughs> kind of glad I got fired. So you want to take your experience of something you've hated for the last 30 years of your life, and just because that's what you've done, you want to spout that out to the world? That's, nobody's going to listen to that. And so I actually try to help people uncover, what is your passion? Is there a hobby? I'll give you a perfect example real quickly. A gentleman took my class. His name is Dan Matson. He came to me and says, Cliff, I, I want you to teach me how to podcast, and here are the two things I'm thinking of. I want to help small businesses. I want to coach them on how to launch a successful small business. Or I want to help people in personal finances because I'm good at helping people that and people always come to me. And, and, and he listed all the reasons why these were good choices for niche topics for him to podcast about. And in all the listings there, it, was, it read like a resume as if he was trying to get me to hire him because he had all these qualifications. And I said, the one thing I don't see here, and maybe I'm just missing it, but I don't read anything about passion or that this is something that you look forward to. He goes, you know what? Honestly, I, I don't like any of those, but I'm really good at them. And I said, is there anything that you're passionate about? And he told me about these things, and, and, and I, I, I can tell you, I swear, he, I thought he said wooden, boat, or wooden boots. And, and then he said biking. I'm like, well, let's go with biking. But I actually, I went back and I read it again, and it was actually wooden boats. He has a passion for boats made out of wood. And I did some searching online, and I found that there are communities, associations, devoted to wooden boats. And if you guys want to, you can go anytime to hookedonwoodenboats.com and watch somebody who was going to do a small business coaching podcast or a personal finance podcast who's now doing a wooden boats podcast. And even if you have no interest in wooden boats, you should go watch this guy because I'm going to tell you the things you're going to see me talk about today, you will see lived out in his life. And he's at the very beginning of his journey. Next thing, provide content on a consistent basis. The thing that I often am approached with is, what do I do when I can't think of something to say? Well, I think you need to go back to the first point and find something you're passionate about. Because have you guys ever been so passionate about something and you go around to all of your friends and, and you're talking about it all the time and they get sick and tired of hearing you talk about, insert name of thing here, that's something you should be podcasting about. And the cool thing about podcasting, let me tell you real quickly. For me, it was the TV show Lost. All right, anybody ever watched the TV show Lost? All right, a couple people in here. Well, in my community, in my hometown community, my geographical area, the people I worked with, people I went to church with, they could care less about this TV show. Eh, some of them watched it. But I watched it. And then afterwards, I went on the forums and looked at sites that had people who had screen captured every single frame of this television show and found books that were hidden in the background. And then if you looked them up on Amazon, it gave a clue as to what's going on in the mystery of this island. And I was sucked into this thing. And I started blogging about it. And then all of a sudden, Entertainment Weekly's featuring me in their magazine. And, and then people said, Cliff, you should start a podcast about this. And so I launched a podcast. And now, instead of everybody saying, gosh, Cliff, will you stop talking about Lost? Within the third episode, I have 17,000 subscribers who are desperately waiting for the next episode for me to talk about Lost for the next hour, hour and a half, two hours if I want to. Ultimately, build it to a 60,000 person audience. 
So, and not only that, I started it as a hobby, and today I do podcasting full-time as a career, so I'm thankful that I followed my passion for a TV show. How ridiculous is that? So the, the point here is once you've found your, pod, your passion, you need to create content, blog content, written content, audio content, and, and if you want to dabble in it, even some video. People will tell you you have to do video. That's baloney. You don't have to create a YouTube video. Will it help you? Will you reach people that you would not have reached otherwise? Absolutely. But let me tell you, there are 127 million people in the United States who drive to work alone every single day. The average commute time is 26.2 minutes. They could listen to your one hour show, half of it in the morning, half of it on the way home. Many people do. There are 37 million people who have a gym membership in the United States. You ever go to the gym, you see people with their earbuds in? You might think they're all listening to uh, music, but maybe not. They could be listening to you. Anyway, if you provide content on a consistent basis, here's the cool thing. Once a week, every week, I create content. High quality, passionate content. I love what I'm talking about. And because I love what I'm talking about, and it's so niche, it's, it's so focused on one particular topic, I am reaching into the hardcore, absolutely loyal followers of that passion, and I'm speaking their language. And I'm doing it in a way that reaches them, and they feel connected, and they're like engaging. It's like, wow, I want to give you my feedback. Wow, I really love what you said. I really disagree with what you said. And let's engage in conversation, and you create environments where people can do this, but you can't do it unless you're creating content and providing content on a consistent basis. The next thing, establish meaningful relationships. You know, one of the things that I love about podcasting is when I first started listening to podcasts, I thought, man, this is amazing. This is great content. I found podcasts devoted to all kinds of things that I liked. Um, and, And I started to think of these people that I was listening to on the podcast as celebrities. Literally, I thought they were celebrities. It's just like, you know, I remember the very first time I called and left audio feedback. Somebody says, here's our phone number. Call in and leave us feedback on a podcast. And I remember the very first time I felt like I did when I was a kid calling the radio station to put my request on the air to dedicate it to my girlfriend. You know, do you ever, did anybody ever call in the radio station when you were a kid? And you get that? That's how I felt when I called into my first podcast. And they played my feedback on their show. And I'm like, I went to friends who have no idea what a podcast is. It's like, listen to this. Here, put these in your ears and listen to this. This is me talking. And wow, that went out to the entire world. And they mentioned my name. And how cool is that? And, and it, just, it just opened my eyes to this world. And, and then what happened was, I remember calling radio stations. I remember, you know, having these celebrities out there. You know, how often do those people take time to engage with you? Well, what I found with podcasting, in general, about 95, maybe 98% of the time, that if you email a producer of a podcast, you will more than likely get a response within 10, 12, 14 hours, if not sooner. In fact, if you send me an email, I will email you back probably within a week, if not within a couple hours. I answer every single email every single day if I can, and if not, I definitely don't let them go behind a week. And I receive about 40 to 100 plus emails every single day. 
Now, I establish meaningful relationships. Here's the thing. I go into a city like Los Angeles. This is the first time I've ever been here. Last night, I hung out at Trader Vic's. We had 15 people from Los Angeles in California area all come and sit in a restaurant because they all listen to GSPN TV uh, content together. And they all know each other. Or the few that didn't know each other know each other now, and they will have ongoing relationships. Establish meaningful relationships with your audience. It will drive so much loyalty to what you do. Now, the thing is, is this goes back to starting with passion and with the right motives. I'll tell you right now, if your motive to get into podcasting, your motive to get into blogging is all about how can I make money, I don't see it working out. I really don't. If, you're, if you have a passion and a joy for what you do, and you have an honest des- desire to see people's lives benefited and improve their lives, and you're willing to do some of these things, I don't see you failing. I can't see it possible that you would fail. So establish meaningful relationships. The next one, and this one I get a lot of hard uh, criticism of, give as much as you can away for free. Give it all away is what I can, that's my motto. Give it all away. You know, I do podcast consulting, and if you, and I can't give any pitches here, but I'll just say this, is that if you were to go to my website, I have 238 hours of me answering questions about podcasting. Now, I do consulting, and it's $300 an hour for consulting, and I will tell you right now, this year, I've had lots of clients, and so far, not one single time have I had a client that's paid me $300 an hour where I gave them any answers that weren't available for free in my podcast. All of it was for free. But the thing is, is why do you give so much content away for free? Well, aren't there going to be some people who will listen to every single episode and never need to hire you? Yes. And I think that that's great. Because you know what? Those people are probably going to start podcasting. And guess what happens when those people start podcasting? They usually build audiences. And what happens when they build audiences and they have a podcast? Some of those people say, wow, I really love your podcast. I think I might want to do one of those. How did you learn how to do all this stuff? Well, they go over to pod, they go to the, my, my site, right? And they say, well, check it out. You know, and, and, and all of a sudden, now does that person, may, that person could do the same thing, listen to all 238 episodes and on and never have to hire me. But more times than not, people say, you know what? I don't have 238 hours. I'd love to buy a couple hours of your time and get the direct answers that I need. Give it all away for free. Give it all away for free. Be patient and work hard. Be patient and work hard. This is the other thing. Um, it's really difficult for me as a consultant and a coach to take somebody who says, I just got laid off and I want to create a podcast and I want you to tell me how to do this so that I can start generating income. And I say, okay, I would love to help you do that. I would love to work with you. And I, I, I would, I really would. But you need to go out and get a job <laughs> because you're going to need to go find someplace else to make money for a while because you're not going to make money from this thing right away. It's not going to happen. In fact, my desire for most, for most all of my clients is that you try not to make any money for six months at least. And if you can wait for 12 to 18 months before you even expect a single penny out of it, then you're even better off. 
And the question is, of course, well, I can't do that. Well, then I I sometimes question is, do you have that original passion and desire? What is your purpose for podcasting? And if your purpose for podcasting is to create income for yourself, that's not going to draw in a lot of people. You know, unless you already have a loyal following, it it usually doesn't work that way. Be patient and work hard. I'm going to read to you a quote. This is coming from the book Rework by Jason Freed. You will not be a big hit right away. You will not get rich quick. You are not so special that everyone else will instantly pay attention to you. No one cares about you. At least not yet. Get used to it. You know those overnight success stories that you've heard about? It's not the whole story. Dig deeper, and you'll usually find people who have busted their butts for years to get into a position where things could take off. And on the rare occasion that instant success does come along, it usually does not last. There's no foundation there to support it. Trade the dream of overnight success for slow, measured growth. It's hard, but you have to be patient. You have to grind it out. You have to do it for a long time before the right people notice. My friends, I want to tell you right now, I make more money right now than I've ever made in my life. I'm not kidding you. I, I, it's ridiculous how much money I make right now. And it blows my mind. Now, it's crazy. But let me tell you something. In, De- in December of 2007, I left my career in insurance. In January... All the way through the next year, 2008, I only brought in income from my podcasting career. I left it all behind. I don't recommend you do that. (laughs) My total income in 2008, by the way, I'm a father, I'm a husband, and a father of three in a single income family. In 2008, personal income, $11,000. All right, $11,000. That's how much, much, much money I made from podcasting. The year, not in a month, the year. How did I live? Well, in January, I lived off of my income from my insurance career in December. In February, I lived off my Christmas bonus the year before. In March, April, May, I lived off of my tax refund from the year before. And for a couple more months... I had a little bit of money, and before the stock market crashed, I did take $14,000 out of my pension account, paid $4,000 in taxes and penalties, because I am completely debt-free, minus my mortgage, and I refused to take out a business loan, and I lived the rest of the year on $10,000 that I took out. So that wasn't income, technically, but the business only made $11,000. I'm telling you, this is not easy stuff. It doesn't happen overnight. 2009 wasn't all that much better. It slowly progressed. But I was working and working and working, and I loved everything I was doing. I had my wife on board. She, she loved what we were doing. We both felt called to this together, and our family went through some of the most hardest, the, the most difficult financial times of our lives. But we made it through together, and we became stronger as a part of it. There, now, I'm not going to lie. There were times when it was, a, it was a stress as well, but overall... 
We knew what we were getting into. My wife told me, you need to quit your career in insurance because I want my husband back. And I know that you come alive when you podcast and you hate living when you work in insurance. And I want you to love life. And she says, if, I have to, if we have to sell our house, we'll sell our house. If I have to go get a job, I'll go get a job. You need to do this. That's, what, that's sometimes the sacrifice it takes. But I'm going to tell you that. You don't have to do all of that. <laughs> just be smart and go out and just have a real job. Bring in some money and slowly build this passion. Slowly build this passion. It's not going to happen overnight, though. Try new things with a willingness to fail. I want to tell you that there's nothing like having a whiteboard in your office and just dreaming all the different ways you could potentially make money. Even if it seems so difficult, it seems so impossible that nobody would ever even dream paying you to do that thing, write it down anyway. And any thought that ever comes to you, any thought that ever comes to you that here's an idea of some way that I might be able to make money, even if it doesn't even seem possible, write it down. Just write it down. And then I will tell you, you need to be willing to try a couple things. And yeah, try those things that seem impossible, and you'd be surprised at how many times some of those things just might work. All right? I'm going to talk to you about some of the strategies that I've used to generate income from my podcasting efforts. This is why you guys came here, right? Honestly. But I'm just telling you, as far as I'm concerned, if it wasn't for the stuff that I just shared with you, the formula for success that I just shared, none of this stuff, you could write it all, you can go home and you could do it all, and none of it will return anything like what I've received. None of it. Strategies I've used. Traditional advertising, CPM. Anybody know what CPM is? Exactly. So it's, it's basically a certain dollar amount per thousand downloads of a podcast. And back in the day, they even came up with this industry, the Association for Downloadable Media. And we're going to try to get everybody all together. And we're going to come up with a way for metrics. And, and we're going we're gonna to kind of have an industry standard of how much money you can make. And they were just trying to figure it all out. And, and, and the numbers they were throwing out is somewhere on the low end of about $20 per thousand. And on the upper end, $40 per thousand. And I'm looking at my podcast audience size and I'm like, I'll never make a living doing that. <laughs> um, but I, I tried out some CPMs and I will tell you right now, I successfully generated about $20 an episode for some of my content. Woo! We're going to pay that mortgage with that, aren't we? Not so much. I did not have any real success with a, uh, with a CPM. If you have 100,000 subscribers, then you can start thinking about that model. But I still don't like it. Let's talk about sponsorships. I didn't even go out and seek a sponsor, but I had a podcast, the Weekly Loss podcast, had a massive audience, super loyal too. Um, so loyal that there are many times people would travel from uh, Germany, Belgium, and all over the United States, I mean, literally all over the United States, they would come to Northern Kentucky to watch Lost, either for the finale or the premiere parties that we threw. In fact, for the series finale of Lost, we rented the entire Hilton restaurant, the entire Hilton restaurant and filled it, had the local ABC affiliate from Cincinnati come and do it. We were on the front page of everything, had people from all over the world. And said, we had an engaged audience an engaged audience. And I had a, a, I had a guy, his name's Daryl. 
he came to me and says, Cliff, we'd like to sponsor your podcast. And I'm like, who's we? He's like, Mardell, uh, Mardell Christian Bookstores. And he says, we've got these massive stores in about four or five different states, and, and uh, we're a pretty big deal in these states, trust me. We're, but we just launched this online initiative. And um, it's going to be something that anybody anywhere can order from. And we think that your show would be a great way to, to get the word out. And I said, Daryl, my lost audience, about 65% of them are Christian. I know this because I pull my audience. I'm not willing to tick off <laughs> the, the other percentage of those people. I, I, I just don't think, it's a, I don't think it's a good fit. I don't think it's an overwhelming majority of people who would be interested in you being a sponsor of The Lost Podcast and us taking a break for a minute to talk about our favorite Christian product that you can go buy on Mardell's site. I said, but let me tell you about this other podcast that Stephanie and I were thinking about doing. It's called Family from the Heart. We've recorded one episode of this podcast, and that's all we've ever recorded because it was just an idea of what we're going to do if we ever have the time or resources to do it. So why don't you go listen to that and tell me if you'd be interested in sponsoring it. He listened to the podcast. It's just myself and my wife getting behind a microphone talking about our lives as a husband and wife with three kids. Nothing more than that. Nothing more. It's just a husband and wife sharing their lives in a very authentic way. And he says, we'll sponsor it. The only, the only debt my wife and I have is our mortgage. For the last four years, one podcast with my wife and I talking about our lives has paid our mortgage. The only debt that we have. Now, let me tell you something. That podcast today, when, by the way, when that podcast first started, guess how many subscribers it had? Zero. Zero subscribers. But he knew that we had an engaged audience. You know how he knew that? Because Daryl was a member of the gspn.tv community. He knew, because of my relationship with him, the, all, the relationship I had with other people. This is the Mardell website, mardell.com gspn. If you go there, check it out. We actually have a page where, who are Cliff and Stephanie? They promote our, our brand. They have up there, it's like use promo code GSPN in the shopping cart to get 10% off. That's how they track the number of sales. And I want you to look at the number of sales. Does that not blow you away? Then that's what they get in return. Do you think they're a happy sponsor? Yeah. What is that? 200 CPM. Industry standard, 20 to 40? Eh, not for me. Virtual Assistant Podcast. I want to tell you another story. I learned about this thing called a virtual assistant. And then when I first learned about them, I didn't like the idea, the concept at all. In fact, the way that I heard about it, it was talked about in such a way that it seemed very demeaning. In fact, the book, and I won't mention the name of the book. Some of you will know it as soon as I say what, I, what it says. But the book actually said, you should actually, even if you don't need a virtual assistant, you should hire ones just so you can get used to what it feels like to boss somebody else around. And I'm like, that is not something I want to be involved in. So I put the idea of having a virtual assistant out of my mind. I said, that sounds ridiculous. But I kept hearing people talk about it. And then all of a sudden, I heard people that I respected talk about virtual assistants. And I'm like, how can this person do something that's so demoralizing? That just doesn't make sense. And, and, and as I started to struggle with that, I actually reached out to some of those people that I respected. It's like, how do you do this? And they, they said, no, it's not like what you think at all. And it's like, really? And then all of a sudden, there was one day I'm like, I, I put out a Twitter message 
and simply said, I am so busy that I think it's finally time that I might look into hiring a virtual assistant. This lady, her name was Andrea Schumann, sent me a message on Twitter and said, I'd love to talk to you. But she didn't only do that. She went to my website. She read my about page. She listened to about five or 10 podcasts and wrote me an email that communicated that she took the time to research who I am. And she says, I want to work for you. I believe in what you are doing. I live in Missouri. I work for a, uh, a firm that has managed, you know, it's a managed firm. So I'm an employee of this firm. And if you were to hire me, it would be this price. And I'm like, really? Wow, that, 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 that's amazing. It's, it's, it's more than the two or four dollars an hour that I was, that I'd heard about. But I, I, you know, for me to be able to make this amount of money and, and you do this. And I, and, and I, I even asked her, I said, when I, when I interviewed her, I said, you understand I make this much an hour. And I'm asking you to do all this work that I hate, and I'm only going to pay you this much money. And you're okay with that? She goes, I have no desire to do what you're doing, and what you're doing I couldn't do, and this is what I do, and I love it. And I'm like, so I'm not taking advantage. I'm, I'm literally, it's like, how am I not taking advantage of you? She's like, this is how it works. And, and it started to change my mind. I started working with her. She's, and I started to learn how to, I'm a workaholic. I love my work. I really do. I started, I, I, I hired her and all of a sudden I'm giving her all these things to do that I don't like to do. And now it's freeing me up to do so many other things. My profits went through the roof and I became passionate about the topic of virtual assistants. I'm like, everybody in business should know about a virtual assistant. It's not like what that book says. This is amazing. Everybody should have a virtual assistant. My wife needs a virtual assistant. Crap, did I just say that? I'll have to edit that out. Um, <laughs> all right, so seriously, I became passionate. You know what I did? I went, to, I went to Andrea and I said, Andrea, I wanna talk to your boss. Can you set me up a meeting? She goes, why? I'm gonna do a podcast and I want her to sponsor, I want your firm to sponsor me. She goes, Cliff, she's a hard sell. She gets, she gets this kind of stuff all the time. Andrea, will you please set me up the meeting? She said, sure. I went to Podcast Answer Man, my podcast about podcasting, who has, happens to have a lot of business people that take it. And you, I said, you guys, you know, you hear, you ask me questions about podcasting all the time and I answer them for you. You guys obviously have heard about virtual assistants, as have I. You probably have a lot of questions, as I did. I've learned a lot of things recently and I'm thinking about starting a podcast, but I will only do it if I get a couple phone calls on the voicemail feedback line asking me questions about what, of, what, what your questions would be if there were a virtual assistant podcast. And if I launch a podcast, I will answer your questions. I got 25 questions and an appointment with Heather, who happened to be the CEO of Contemporary VA. And I got her on the phone and I played her the 15 questions. And I said, I have the answer to all these questions and I want to answer them. And I'm either going to do it my way and I'm going to benefit myself or I can say that this content is brought to you from the benefit that I have a sponsor who believes that you should have this information for free. And she says, where do I sign up? And she sponsored that. 38 episodes. After 38 episodes, I lost my passion for talking about virtual assistants because I've shared everything you would ever need to know there. I really did. Go check it out. Anyway, early experience with donations. That's, that's, that's about my experience with sponsorships. Honestly, I don't seek sponsorships. And, oh, and by the way, when I started the podcast, I didn't even own a domain for the podcast yet, let alone uh, any subscribers. 
All I had was a couple questions, and I went to her and said, I have a passion. And she could hear the passion. Can you guys hear my passion? Early experience with donations. I love, I don't like donations. I like, I love contributions. Same thing, different word. Um, but the thing is, is my mind, when I started out, I, I was like, you know, people started saying, you know, your, your, your audio sounds really bad. I'd love to send you some money so you can go out and buy better equipment. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> they did. They said, how much would a couple of new microphones for you be? And I would tell them, they said, I'm writing you a check. It's in the mail. And I'm like, what? And all of a sudden, it's like, and again, believe me, it was just a hobby. This, wasn't a, this was not my career at the time. And so I'm like, I wonder if we put it up there, if other people would give donations. Guess what? We put up donation button, no donations. It didn't happen. In fact, I'm going to encourage you that if you have content, if you're going to create content, and if you have just done so and you have a donation button, you may want to take the button down. Because remember what I said six months, 12 months, 18 months? Don't expect a thing from your audience other than engagement. All right? Don't go put a donation button on there. My experience is when I put it on there, it really upset my community. They were, ve they were very very hurt that I would come to them and make them feel guilty as if they should donate and if not they're and it's like I've never communicated it's like you don't understand Cliff the fact that you're saying you know to support this content you know it's like as if we're not supporting you if we don't and and so it, it really had a it had a bad experience until and, and I'm going to get to it in just a moment but there came a point in time where I had such a relationship with my audience that were like begging me for ways to give me money. I, and I'm not kidding. In fact, I want to tell you about this. Partial premium content model. Plus membership is what I called it. And you can read all about it at gspn.tv plus if you would like. And partial premium content model. I decided I wanted to quit my job and I wanted to do podcasting full time as my career. And, and my audience was behind us because we shared it on a podcast. My wife and I talked about it. And people are like, Dude, that is the, and, and I don't know if people were really excited because they are about ready to see this amazing success story or if there's this major train wreck and people like to watch either and they're figuring like, I'm in no matter what. And by golly, they're like, wow, I can't wait to see how this happens. Wayne, Wayne's been there since the beginning and it, it's, been a, it's been quite a fun ride. Anyway, partial premium content. Um, so what I did is I actually had my audience say, Cliff, Charge us money and we'll pay you. I'll pay, I'd pay you. I had one guy say, I'd pay you 60 bucks a month. And so all of a sudden these people started saying, I'll pay you, I'll pay you. And so I had all these different shows and I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create plus membership. All of my shows that are in iTunes, I'm going to give you one to three episodes a month for free. All right. Usually one to two. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue to record shows on a weekly basis. Actually, at the time, we didn't have so many shows. We added more shows to kind of make, to kind of up our empty and everything. And so we were providing a lot of, we weren't really taking away any content. We were just providing a lot more, but only to people who were going to pay. You know, and, and so I created this thing. It's like, we'll give you one to three shows a month for here, but we're going to always record a show every week for all of these podcasts. And if you pay $10 a month, you will, get an, you will get every episode of not just this podcast, but all of our podcasts. And we're talking 12 episodes a week. A lot of content. And we had people sign up. So much so that in 2010, which was the last year that I charged, we made $28,000 just from Plus Membership. 
um, which is not a lot of money, but you know, it, it, it was a stream of income. Um, and then all of a sudden, I decided to give it all away for free. You see, I felt in my mind, in my journey, I needed to find some ways to make money. Remember how much money I made in 2008? Not a lot of money, right? And people said, Cliff, charge us and, and come up with this. And it started to build and that started bringing in some income. And my consulting business was slowly taking off. And I, and I mean slowly taking off. But anyway, they said, you know, we'll pay you. And so I felt like that was a way to earn some income. And it, and it worked. It, it actually did. But what I realized is I started making enough money from consulting that I really felt like I didn't have to continue to do the, the plus membership. Although I, I had this fear that if I actually quit doing the plus membership, that no income's coming in from the content that I produce, that maybe I would not be, I would not be as driven to produce content as much because, well, nothing, that, that no income comes from over here. And I really struggled with that for a while until I realized that, why do I do what I do? Is it for the money? Did I leave my insurance job because of the money? Obviously not. Because I, I, I had a great job in insurance. My, my, by the way, my family owned the insurance agency. It was my dad's agency. It's been in the, business since, or in the family since 1935, and I was supposed to take it over. I'd be making, I don't know if I'd make as much money as I make right now, but I'd be making good money if I owned the agency right now. I'd just be miserable and hate my life, and, and uh, I don't know. Anyway, but I, I'm not there. I'm here. Thank you goodness. All right, so decision to give it all away for free. What I realized with this model, and people say, Cliff, I want you to teach me how to do this partial premium. And I'm like, do you have to? Is it required? Because if it's required, I can understand that. Because for me, it was dire circumstances, and it just seemed to fit in my journey. But I want to tell you right now, I hated my partial premium model. I hated it. Because you know what? I create content not for the money, not to generate income. I create it because I feel led to share my journey in all these different passions for the benefit of changing people's lives for the better. That's why I do what I do. And when I actually have somebody who finds me in iTunes and it says, you know, the name of this podcast, free feed, and in the description it says you get one to three episodes a month for free, but if, you're a play, if you pay, you get more. What happens? I lose subscribers. You know what? I should have, I should have 500,000 subscribers instead of just 60,000 right now. I believe because I did partial premium and I held back, I stagnated the growth of my audience because people were turned off by it. Now the thing is, is slowly we did grow, but it, I, I said, you know what, I wonder what would happen if I say, I'm giving it all away for free. And so I emailed everybody and I said, listen, you, from this point forward, you don't have to pay a single penny, you will continue to get every episode of every podcast for free. In fact, for all of you who were once paying on a monthly basis and had stopped for any reason at all, I want to let you know that you will forever have, I mean, everybody in the world gets everything for free. We would love it if you would continue to contribute if you feel led to do so and you want to support the content, but it is by no means a requirement whatsoever. What happened? The first three months, the first three months, we actually had about 30% of the people who were contributing drop off. But the amount of people who gave one-time donations far exceeded, exceeded the amount that 
the thing. But what happened is I quit talking about it all the time. One of the things is, is I, I, I don't very much market our plus membership, the fact that you can contribute, because I often forget because it's not my main focus. And so I don't mention it all the time. Just maybe, maybe one out of every nine shows do I even mention that you can contribute if you want to. And occasionally people do. And so the, you know, as people start to drop off, my, my, the income monthly has dropped down. And all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, it was the very first time that we were actually, for the very first time at the point where we were making less money this year than we made last year, last year from Plus Membership. And then a check for $12,000 came in. And if you want to read that letter, go to gspn.tv forward slash year of providence. That letter you can read. It is amazing. And I want to tell you, I just believe that if you follow your passion and you do things with the right intentions, the right things are just going to fall into place for you. You won't have to force yourself into anything. You find out who you are, what you're built to do, and you go out and you do it. You follow your passion and the money will follow. I believe that. This right here, I, can't, I had nothing to do with this. And you know what? These things are starting to happen left and right. You would not believe the things that happened to me all the time just because I'm following my passion. I don't have this big five-year, 10-year business plan. I don't even know what I'm going to do in February of next year. Actually, wait, I, I do have. I don't know what I'm going to do in April of next year. <laughs> I do have an idea for February. Uh, but anyway, I want to talk to you about consoling. Consult, actually, is it, did I get it? Consulting? That is right. Consulting and coaching. I thought I had a typo for a minute. Consulting and coaching. I started out in January of 2008, and I want to tell you something. I, I love podcasting. Can you guys tell? I really do. I love podcasting. I have a passion. I really want to help people understand the power that you could potentially have if you put your voice behind a microphone and share what's in the deepest part of your heart to benefit other people's lives. That's my goal, that's my heart. And I believed that that's what I was going to do. And I'm like, nobody's gonna pay me to do this because I love it. In fact, I always thought, you only get paid for doing things that you're miserable doing. And, that, and I, that's what I did in insurance. I hated it. And so I got paid lots of money to sell it. And, that, you know, I'm, and no garbage man could ever enjoy picking up garbage. So they must get paid lots of money, right? You know, that's how business works. People get paid to do things they hate. And if you love what you're doing, well, that's a hobby. Until I read a book called uh, 48 Days to the Work You Love from my good friend Dan Miller. And, uh, and that changed my mind about how I thought about work. And I subscribed to Dan Miller's podcast, the 48 Days radio show, 48days.com slash listen. And, and I started listening to it, and it changed the way I thought about business and the way I thought about things, and I started thinking about things creatively. When I started consulting and coaching, I just want to give you a little history here. I started out charging $50 an hour. And when I was $50 an hour, I spent most of my day, every day, convincing people I was worth $50 an hour. When people, heard I was at 50, when people heard my rate was $50 an hour, they either wanted me to prove it or they wanted nothing more to do with me. When I raised my rates to $100 per hour, I gained more success in closing clients. When I raised my rates to $150 an hour, I had even more success. And all of a sudden, um, I got to this place where I started to understand I needed to see the value in what I had. You see, that's the problem what we have. When we're so passionate, you, think, you might think, well, I have this love for wooden boats. I could never generate income from my 
hobby. This is something that just makes me feel all great inside. It reminds me of that time when I was a child and I was hanging out in the garage with dad building this boat. Man, I couldn't make money doing that, helping other people understand the joys of doing that with their sons. I'm like, yes, you can. See, the thing is, you need, sometimes you need a mindset. You guys, everybody in here, if you have a passion, if you have a passion about a special topic or whatever it is, and you read three or four books about it, go to a, one conference about it, or anything like that, you will be an expert in that niche field. Now, will you know as much as those people that you always look up to? No, maybe not, because guess what? They've read a whole lot more books and spent a lot more hours devoted to doing what they're doing. But what makes you an expert is the fact that you know more than the people who would hire you. You know, I'm thinking, you know, well, anybody can learn how to podcast. I learned how to podcast just by reading a couple things on the internet. Well, guess what? Not everybody can do that. Not everybody has time to do that. And so I learned that consulting and coaching uh, can be a, a very valuable thing. Today, people pay me $300 an hour to talk to me on the phone. And I'm booked for two to three weeks in advance. So much so that I had to find other things to do. I want to talk about equipment sales for a minute. Um, and I'll get back to some of these other things. Equipment sales. This is something that just fell in my, in, in my lap. Um, I was working with some consulting clients. One of my clients said, you know, you've got my credit card. Can you just go and order this stuff for me? And I called this one supplier up and I said, can you, I want to pay with my client's credit card. And he's like, your client's credit card. So you sold this amount of equipment for one of your clients? And he's like, tell me what you're doing. And I explained to him what I'm doing. He's like, would you be, like to become an official reseller? And I'm like, no, I really don't want to have any inventory. He goes, no, 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 let me explain to you. What'll happen is we're going to give you a much lower price than we'd ever give anybody else. And we'll, you take the order, we'll charge you this amount, you charge whatever the re, anything up to the retail, and you keep the difference. And what you do is you, you collect the money, we'll invoice you for, this, for our amount, we'll ship everything from our, our office to your client without our branding. So it's almost as if it's coming from you. And they said, and then you can do this, you make profit. And I'm like, really? And I looked at it. Let me tell you, since 2008, I've sold $210,000 worth of podcast equipment, making $40,810.94 in profit. That just came out of nowhere. You know what? Was I seeking that? Did I read a book that said, hey, go and try selling equipment? You know, was there, I didn't have any books that told you how to do podcasting as a career or consulting as a, a career or anything like that. I, I, I just, that just happened because I followed my passion. It just came out of nowhere. And then, boom, here's another way I could make money. I got to the point where I was making, spending so much time in equipment sales that equipment sales were taking away from a consulting call. And so I, I, I learned that I, I need to do something. I was working 12 to 14 hours a day, six days a week. I, I hate to say that I was working though because I loved what I was doing. And I don't think I've worked since 2008, to be honest with you. But I work a lot, okay? And I love what I do. So I th said, I need to start finding ways where I don't have to work 40, 60, 80, 120 hours a week. I want to be able to do things where maybe I can have a bunch of people all together pay a smaller amount, you know, and, and maybe if I had 20, 30 different people on the phone or on a webinar where I'm sharing my screen and teaching them how to do things, maybe they would do that. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do this webinar. It's $100 a person. I can do up to 25 people with the number of people that I have now. 
and, uh, and, and I'm going to do it on this date. And the next thing I know, I've got 20 people, 25 people signed up within three hours. <gasps> what? Seriously? And so I took those webinars and then I actually decided, you know what, I'm spending a lot of time putting these together. Why do I just do this once? And then all of a sudden, um, you got all this work put into it. These people benefited. Yeah, I made a lot of money, but why wouldn't I just record the high quality video, the high quality audio, put it together and make it available as a downloadable product on my site and sell it? And that's what I did, the digital products. Affiliate sales. Now, this is something here at Blog World. It's the third day. We're almost wrapping up. You've probably heard affiliate, affiliate, affiliate. Well, I tell you what, don't just discount it because affiliate sales makes up for several thousand dollars a month of income for me. Um, and I won't, no, I won't say. Anyway, there, there are, let's just put it this way. I'll just say there are some hosting companies out there that if you were to get somebody to sign up for a hosting, comp a hosting account that's only $5.99, there are some hosting companies out there that will pay you $150 for each person that you get to sign up. And all you have to do, and of course, you have to watch out with affiliates. I believe that you should only be using affiliates that you know is going to offer the products and services that are reliable and that offer the great customer service and, and stuff like this. Because remember, this is your brand. And never, ever, ever accept an affiliate relationship with someone unless you're absolutely certain that they actually will treat your client as good as you would. All right? And there's people out there that'll, that have offered me a lot of money for other things. And I'm like, no, I'm just not, I, I'm just not into that. You, you have a different philosophy about, about your paying customers than I do. And I'm not going to be into that. Affiliate sales. That, so that, that's something. Do you guys, does anybody in here not know what affiliate sales is? Okay, so affiliate sales. All right, online training course. So the thing is, is let me explain to you, I, I w had not yet started to really uncover this thing called passive income, um, but I had uh, been invited. I actually had this dream of meeting Dan Miller one day face to face and being able to tell him how much of an inspiration he had been. And I said, I would love to inter interview him on my podcast. And I put that in one of my podcasts. And within two weeks, Dan Miller was on my podcast being interviewed. And also within two weeks, I was in Nashville, Tennessee, staying overnight in his guest house and setting up his entire podcast studio. And a couple months later, I'm invited to be a, a featured guest speaker on his No More Mondays cruise uh, in February of 2000, was that, 2000, was that this year? Yeah, it was, it was this year. So I'm like, I'm gonna be out of town for 10 days. Guys, I work six days a week, and you know, I work tons of hours. And when I don't work, guess what doesn't happen? I don't make money. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be gone, and I, I'm really freaking out here. And I said, you know what? But I believe that it's, there's going to be some way that in this year of providence that I've been just really trusting in, that, that God's going to find a way that if I continue to do the things I'm felt, I feel called to do, that there's going to be a way. And as soon as I believed it, I said, okay, now what am I going to do? And I started to share my goals with people and I started to share my, my struggles with how I was thinking. And, and some people said, well, what about an online training course? And so I came up with this course and at the time it was $800 a person. And I said, I can take up to 20 students. And while I was on a cruise with my entire family of five, I made $16,000 
which was enough money for all of February and all of the next month. Online training courses. There, there are so many different things. Now, here's the thing. If you're taking notes today, I want you to take note of the formula that I gave you. And as far as these things that I've done, the strategies, the different income streams that I've tried, write them down. That's a great idea. But don't go out and try to duplicate exactly what I've done. What I want to encourage you to do is go out and find out what your passion is and go out there and pursue it with the idea of benefiting other people's lives. And, and, and then all of a sudden, just set goals for yourself and say, I am going to make this possible. And you'll be surprised at the opportunities that come your way. My next things that are going to come up, uh, just give you an idea. Uh, I have these podcasting A to Z courses. And, uh, and currently, it's $1,000 a person. And I do 20 to 30 people in the group. And I've been doing them every other month since I started them. And I offer folks to, if they want to, they can pay $400. Um, and if they, you know, for $400, you can come through the course again. You get access to me again and, and all this other stuff. We have some more conference calls. And I recently started thinking about this. And it's the first time I'm saying it publicly. And I know Dr. Saram is going to be very excited about this, I think. But um, I believe that I have at least 100 people who would be willing to pay $97 a month to be a part of a podcaster's mastermind group where I have an online discussion forum just for invite only of the people who I believe who are serious about podcasting as I am and who are doing it for the right purpose and who have a desire to benefit each other in this community. A hundred people at $97 a month between now and March 1st, I will be making $10,000 a month just by doing that. This idea did not come to me until about, well, let's see, it was Monday night. Monday night. That's when this idea came to me. It had not occurred to me before that I could do this. And, and so I'm just telling you, there, and there's so many things. And, and you know what? Could it possibly fail? Absolutely. And if it fails, will I be distraught? No. Because I'm willing to try things and see if they work. And if they work, they work. And if they don't, they don't. You just try something else. Surround yourself with people who believe in you and your mission and people who think outside of the box and think positively as well. I only have two minutes and 48 seconds left. I want to tell you another thing. I had the, the guy who sent me the check for $12,000. Great guy. His name's Stuart Crane. He makes lots of money, as you might possibly imagine. Monday night... Monday night? Yeah. No, Tuesday night? Tuesday night. I'm sitting in Columbus, Ohio, in his very nice office, and sitting there brainstorming with him. He's showing me around his office, and he's like, he's showing me his computer room, and he shows me just one stack of computers that's in his computer room, this big air conditioner's room. He's like, see this thing here? $100,000. I didn't think, I didn't bat an eye when I thought about paying for it because of how valuable about what this piece of equipment does for my brand and my business. It's a key critical component. He says, Cliff, I took your, he took my podcasting A to Z course just because he wanted to see how I did the course. And, he want, and he's, he's the type of person who believes in what I'm doing. Obviously, when you read the letter, if you read the letter, you'll see that he believes in what I'm doing. He's not in this for anything for himself. He's just inspired. He says, you're where I was 20 years ago, and I see you on the path to where I am today. And I want to help you get there faster. And that's how that I'm surrounded by people who believe in me because I'm following my heart and my passion. And it's not about the money. It's not about all the income strategies to make you lots of money. I just did that to get you in the door. 
you know? Seriously, it's about the passion and it's about doing things. And he's like, you know what? I don't want, he goes, I want to do podcasting, but I don't want you to teach me how to do it. I just want to cut you a check for $10,000, have you do a little, whatever work you need to do before you get here and come and spend a day, hook it all up and just teach me or somebody in my business how to work all the stuff. And he says, you know what? There's at least 10,000 other small business owners who would pay you $10,000 to come out and do it as well. He goes, maybe you ought to think about that as well, adding it. So I'm actually thinking about the whole I'll come to you service, adding that to my products and services page. Could it potentially fail? Who knows? I don't care if it fails. But if it succeeds, will I be doing well? Will I be spending more time with my wife and kids, which I feel God is calling me to do? Absolutely I will. 30 seconds left. Workshop weekends, I'm thinking about, you know what? What if I have my own blog, you know, pod camp weekend? You know, come and spend this. How much did you guys spend here? Was this a valuable service to you guys? I, I think probably the passion you feel here might be somewhat inspirational. And I am not saying that because I'm all into myself. I'm only saying that because people just tell me this all the time. And people said, you know what? I'd come for an entire weekend to listen to you. And so who knows? I might do workshop weekends. Do you see that the possibilities are endless? My advice to you, focus intently on your greatest passion. Introduce yourself to your audience. Be authentic and relatable. Share what you know with your audience for the purpose of improving their lives. Share what you are learning as you continue your journey. You notice it's not about knowing everything. Become the can't-live-without source of information and inspiration in your niche field. Create passive income through informational products that are far more valuable than what you would charge for them. Prepare to be amazed at the opportunities that will follow. And that's out of time for questions. But I'll stay around outside here or in here. There's no other session, but if you want to go straight to the keynote, you can. Thank you very much. Well, there you go, my friends. That is my talk from Blog World LA. Wow, I tell you, I so enjoy talking in front of a group of people. I love it. I do. Hey, folks, I have exciting news. My interview with Leo Laporte coming up next week. Episode 235, interview me, Leo Laporte. Leo's going to tell you how much money he makes from podcasting. Little hint, five to six million dollars this year. Going to tell you a little other detail there. Like, for example, almost every single penny of it comes from downloadable content off of the RSS feed, aka podcasting. And my good friend Leo Laporte also said in his own words, not only does he say podcasting is not dead, but he even says far from it. Tune in next week, podcastanswerman.com, episode 236, coming soon to a podcast feed right here near you. I am pumped up. Guys, if you want to find out more about my podcaster's mastermind. I don't know if that's going to be the name of it or not, but I hinted a little bit about it there in my talk. Podcaster's mastermind. It's the next thing. It's the next phase of what I'm doing. 
And it's something that I plan on putting a ton of time, energy, attention, and effort into. And guess what? It is going to be a smashing success. I'm not taking everyone, but if you would like to apply for the Podcaster's Mastermind, you want to go ahead and send me an email, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. Again, that's cliff at podcastanswerman.com and put mastermind in the subject line and say, I'm interested. Tell me more. And then give me a couple days to get back to you. (laughs) Hey folks, I hope that you are doing well. I hope that you're taking your podcast to the next level. And if you need help doing that, I hope that you'll consider this mastermind group because my friends, we're going to rock the world with podcasting. We're going to turn this world upside down. We are going to take our brand and our message to a whole new level that would never be able to achieve on our own. But together, we're going to put it all together, my friends, and we're going to make big things happen. I hope that you'll be a part of it. I've got to go. I've got to put this podcast into the feed. I got to go get that video embedded into here and everything. It's all good. God bless you all. Until next time, take your show to the next level. Hey, 